This is how we do it. All right, so this is KG in the Fifth World Rocket bringing you another podcast. Once again, thank you for listening, and we're going to get started. Uh, in case you don't know, I'm KG, a road dog of the Fifth World Rocket. We're going to start right off and talk about breaking news uh, about our or so old now, but the NBA sent out a press release, and I'm going to read you the title first, and then I'm going to read you the actual release. The title, NBA Files Unfair Labor Practice Charge and a Federal Lawsuit Against the Players Association. Here's the release. Today, the NBA filed two claims against the National Basketball Players Association, an unfair labor practice charge before the National Labor Relations Board, and a lawsuit in federal district court in New York. The unfair labor practice charge asserts that the Players Association has failed to bargain in good faith by virtue of its unlawful threats to commence a sham, in quotes, decertification and an antitrust lawsuit challenging the NBA's lockout. The federal lawsuit seeks to establish, among other things, that the NBA's lockout does not violate federal antitrust laws and that if the Players Association's decertification were found to be lawful, all existing player contracts would become void and unenforceable. These claims, quote, these claims were filed in an effort to eliminate the use of impermissible pressure tactics by the union, which are impeding the party's ability to negotiate a new collective bargaining agreement, said NBA Deputy Commissioner and Chief Operating Officer Adam Silver. For the parties to reach agreement on a new CBA, the union must commit to the collective bargaining process fully and in good faith, end quote. Now, this is posted on my blog. It's the latest, most recent entry. And I wrap it up on Monday. We're going to just going to talk about this as well. NBA Commissioner David Stern told media he does not believe the NBPA is bargaining in good faith. On May 24th, the NBA, NBPA filed an unfair labor practice with the National Labor Relations Board claiming the NBA is not bargaining in good faith and seeking an injunction to end the lockout. Therefore, it seems both sides are rattling their proverbial swords. Perhaps both sides should be down, should put down the sabers and negotiate an agreement. Well, Wildcat, what do you think, sir? Uh, it's all posturing on both sides. I'm not sure that's what it is. Uh, I will say this. I am shocked by the amount of guys that I'm hearing, not just, you know, uh, second-tier and third-tier guys, but first-tier guys in the league that are talking about, you know, just rallying out there uh, that they're going overseas to play ball because pickup games won't be enough for them to be involved with while all of this is going on because you and I both are hearing a lot of things, but the one thing we've definitely heard that's been consistent, January is probably the start date for the league, is that still what has transpired, uh, what's going over, not so much over the, over the uh, uh, second hand, but uh, from out of players' mouths. You know, about being optimistic, um, last couple of days, I don't think it's going to be a season. You know, unless the players capitulate, yeah, bow I down, see, I don't see bend that over, whatever you want to call I it. I don't see this group happening. But uh, in the end, they're going to have to. You know, they can, they can claim and hold on to their guns, hold on to their 
um, beliefs and all these things they feel that they are owed and that they're due and justified in getting, etc., etc. Only a certain number, a finite number, can go on living overseas. See, that's my, that's so my question right if they, there. If those, those options run out and all that's left is the NBA, they would have to just suck it up and take what the owners give them and hope that the owners agree, make a, a reasonable, fair agreement. So what has FIBA done to change the amount of Americans on per team? Because that is will set the quota. The number still, as far as I know, still two per team, two Americans. Now, you know, some guys, if they have dual citizenship, if they have abilities, you know, relatives or grandparents, et cetera, who were born in those in that specific uh, foreign country where they're trying to play, they may become a citizen that way, which does not count toward the two Americans per team. But FIBA, in the last few days, sent out a letter partially saying that they will allow NBA players to play overseas give them clearance as long as they have um, contracts in their clauses in their contracts stating that once the lockout ends they can go back over to the NBA and leave the current team the problem with that is players have to get the insurance of two things one that the international team has to agree to let the player out of that contract to go back to the NBA once the lockout ends and two the players have to get insurance to cover health risk injury risk and that's a lot of that's high premiums and high costs to get the insurance for specific in fact, basically those insurance premiums and claims will be on a month-to-month basis, and very few companies are going to offer insurance, especially for that amount, on a monthly basis. So right now, laws of London, outside of laws of London, who, <coughs> excuse me, it, it is pretty much the um, top leader in, as, as far as insuring uh, catastrophic uh, Situations that's involving uh, high-profile, uh, uh, high-stress uh, jobs. Uh, who else is available? Well, I don't know who else is available. I mean, I assume that there are more than just Lord of London as options for players to 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 uh, utilize. That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. There's so many layers involved in this thing. You know, Kobe Bryant is supposedly negotiating, contemplating playing in China because of. Probably more marketing opportunities for him playing in China than in Turkey. The Turkey thing, I think, was just a, I think, it's more of a publicity stunt by the Turkish team. Let's get this to get the name out there because Kobe said Friday or Saturday that he hasn't spoken to them in weeks. And then yesterday, Basketa said that they're going to talk to Kobe in a few days. And so I think they're just trying to get the name out there and generate publicity for their, themselves. And all this stuff that the NBA is doing, yesterday, Commissioner Stern told, well, let me back up. The NBA, uh, David Stern, Adam Silver, their negotiating uh, members met with Billy Hunter, the director of the Player Association, and President Derek Fisher of the union met there for three hours after the meeting both Fisher and David Stern spoke with the media gathered and David Stern was asked a question if he point blank if he believed that the players had been negotiating in, in good faith and the godfather said that he did not believe they were negotiating in good faith at point blank he stunned the folks with his dour look on his face and his blunt words that he, how he phrased it 
and then today it comes out that they're filing two charges, sleeper charges against the player association, basically saying that the players are not negotiating good faith. So, and the claim that the NBA is in order to, or calling that the player association request to decertify as a sham, is what the NFL owners try to do. All the NFL owners claim that the NFL player association decertification was a sham. So, NBA owners are trying to get out in the forefront before the basketball players decertify and remove that as an option for the players. And hopefully, the bottom line is all this court drama, all this going and the National Labor Relations Board, etc. Two sides need to get together to reach an agreement. And the sooner the better. There's, after the yesterday's meeting, they both said that they will hope to meet a few more times in August, preferably on consecutive days, more than one day, so two or three days back to back. So that's a that was only positive that David Aldridge DA came out of came brought took from yesterday's meeting. You know the reason laughter because apparently there, now everybody has decided it's not good to be on vacation. Is because the last time we we mentioned about them speaking to each other, folks were talking about, well, I'm getting ready to go on vacation. Oh, that's still an issue. That's one thing Derek Fisher said yesterday. And I, um, oh, to the media, he said, well, he's going back. He had to wrap it up to question Q&A with the reporters where he's going back to going back home to Los Angeles to take care of things. That's why they're trying to reach, fit everybody's schedule, then come to some dates in everybody's calendar, the personal calendar where they can all get scheduled two or three days and set aside and meet. And hopefully those three days, consecutive days, will result in in positive negotiations. Right now it seems far-fetched. You know, it's clear that the owners are entrenched in their belief to personally break the union. That's why that's that's they're trying to do. It always is. It, it always boils down to that. So they may not say that publicly. Right. But and, and they won't. They won't say it publicly. But that's, that's, it seems clear to everybody involved. That's what they're trying to do. That's how we do. The first ten minutes have been knocked out right there. Who are you, sir? I am the Fifth Ward Wildcat. Where can folks find you? You can find me now all over the place. I am all over the web, in print. I am a part of the King Arthur production crew. Uh, the news magazine is a king-size view, which is now online, can be found at www.kingsizeview.com. Say it again. www.kingsizeview.com. You can find the Fifth Ward Wildcat and his college sports report. There's a hot key on the front page. And you can just hit that hot key and the blog will come up and you will see the videos and the information that is put out pretty much on a regular basis. And the print issue is now out in the Fiesta stores and other outlets. You can also contact us for advertising on the uh, off the front page. There is a contact page for Mr. Prather, who is the publisher and editor of A King Size View. And I am KG Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review. You can check out my website www.houstonroundbarreview.com. I'm on Facebook as well, Houston Round Bar Review Facebook fan page. Created a Houston Round Ball YouTube channel where you can listen. Once again, so you love the sound of our voices, I'm sure you do. You can listen to us on YouTube at the uh, channel. There are a few of the Fifth Ward Wildcat KG podcasts are posted on that channel, so you can check that out and tell your friends. 
episode. I think we're getting positive feedback. I think uh, things Google are looking up. You can Google it. We will, both of us were surprised at, at the amount of uh, search and results that we got. Several pages. In just a short amount of time, to be honest, so that's, a good, that's a good thing. And as we always say, um, we look for sponsors of the show. So contact, get in touch with either one of us. Um, we're both on Twitter. My hashtag is T-H-E-H-R Review. And yours, sir, is? Is A-K-S-V. The CSR. What do you want to talk about? Well, let's see. Start off with uh, Big Twelve. <laughs> Real quick, let me. While we're talking, so it goes, ties into the Big Twelve. Yesterday, the Big Twelve fellow directors had a meeting. One year. And there we go. They talked about it. They agreed to. I'm going to read the release here that um, the AD of the Big 12 Conference unanimously agreed to establish a minimum one-year moratorium on the broadcast of any high school content or any other content involving prospective student-athletes via any medium branded as a conference or member institution platform, and no one else would be permitted thereafter unless and until the NTA determines that such use is permissible. And what is this about, sir? What is this in reference to? This is in reference to a so-called, well, I take that back, because it will launch on August 26th, the Longhorn Network, uh, which has been a source of contention from the day it was announced. Uh, there was a lot of questions. Uh, pretty much uh, every coach got asked that uh, particular question. And where, where, where were they asked this question? In Dallas at the Big 12 Football Media Days. Uh, I, I was kind of glad that the uh, it was out in the uh, it was brought up early on in the process because it was almost like that was a big uh, umbrella that was hanging over the uh, cl- uh, big cloud, so to speak, which is what it resulted to, and that's why the uh, ads had a meeting, and it was called to pretty much impromptu uh, to discuss all of this because uh, coaches were concerned about an unfair recruiting process that the Longhorn Network would provide, particularly by uh, producing, broadcasting high school sports on all levels. Because that's what it was started football, and you and I both know as you, the uh, games became popular, the sports and all would resolve and roll over to basketball, track and field, um, baseball. Soccer, volleyball, all the sports in, uh, in turn in uh, college Division One sports. Let me ask you, who do, who do you who do you side with? Do you? I side with the uh, the other schools in the uh, in the conference base because that is an unfair advantage because now you really don't have to go out and have a recruiting budget anymore. You can basically set up your camps, do do your one on ones on that end, and as the school the uh, network uh, broadcast your high school games that just put a bonus to it that put the stamp do you see next year or do you see you believe it's inevitable that my Longhorns will win this the one year more in tourism on the high school sports uh, will last longer than that until it can get resolved because I think within the next on the next meeting uh, the NC2A at a uh, retreat is supposed to discuss a situation like that they would prefer that you have a conference network which like the Pac-12 the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten and the uh, I think the uh, Mountain West is supposed to 
get their own network also. They have one. My West is the Mountain. They have one. Yeah. And uh, the WAC is supposed to, they have a what they call a, a What's Up, a Sports Up. Uh, Broadcasting network, pretty much everybody's online, but uh, it would be interesting how it all gets resolved because I think from right now, the one that you and I are more familiar with than anything is the uh, Big Ten because we've watched it uh, in our travels and all around the country. It's one of those, it's not just a filler gap. You know, games are, because you can always put ancillary games on during the day and do your. uh, revenue sponsoring sports, you know, at night. Well, I love watching the Big Ten Network because that's how I watch the uh, conference basketball games from Big Ten. Big Ten, so I, I enjoy that, and, and that's probably one of the few positives that, one of the few reasons that I may watch the Longhorn Network is to watch some of the women's basketball games. That may be the only reason I watch that network. But um, that that would be interesting to see. Do you believe that? I mean, you, you say that the one tournament is going to extend more than a year. Ultimate end game. Uh, our colleague Brent, pronounce Brent's last name for for Zwerneman. Yeah. Do you believe Zerman. that uh, the Aggies ultimately will use this as the final reason to bolt and go to the SEC? They won't have to use the final reason. That will be the reason for the conference to re- d- dissolve. Okay, so now you're saying that all this great recovery that the Big 12 minus 2 gained in the past few months will soon, on the behind soon, but ultimately blow up yeah. and the and conference will dissolve. Yeah. Yes, I do. How long do you have a timetable on, on, on that? Uh, it will be, uh, I would say within two years. Is that two to three. And the only reason I say that is because uh, everyone will try and resolve, at least Texas will attempt to resolve the issue with the uh, remaining schools as far as revenue because that's what it'll boil down to. They'll basically have to buy their way and keld in the conference together until they can figure something out, something else out. Was was it was dissolution of the conference discussed last week in media day? Yes, and um, it, it was different. The only consistent was the coaches had the same mindset. The ADs had the same mindset. The com- commissioner didn't quite uh, give a straight answer. Uh, but it was presentable in public, and you knew it basically had to boil down to uh, getting a uh, one-on-one, uh, everyone sitting down at the table as far as the presidents, because that's who's making the decision right now. You know, the ADs can say what they want to, but at the end of the day, you and I both know it, it all boils down to the administration. If the president says, let's go with that, that's it, it's done. What else is on your brain? Oh, well, let's see. Um, Player of the Years uh, for Conference USA and the Big 12 and the WAC uh, were discussed last week. Uh, uh, Let me start with the Big 12 since they were early in the the, uh, big dog in the show, in the big pony. Well, you might as well talk about them for as long as it exists. <laughs> we have to. We pretty much force it to. Also, uh, the, the first game out of the block, and this was the other thing. For, for whatever reason, Longhorn fans, you all have a lot to prove. 
we all as a media, you know, love going to you all's place because of what it re- represents and how you all treat us. But let's get real. And you have not decided on a quarterback. You don't know who is going to start. You don't have a bunch of guys that understand that at UT you still have to work. That has not happened. And it didn't get put up, uh, brought across to any other media other than the folks that decided, okay, we're going to give you all a shot. No, I picked you all to finish below Baylor. That means fifth in the league. Okay, and speaking of that, I don't know I don't know the, the exact ten spots. I know Oklahoma's pick finished first. And I, no, I, picked, I, 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 but I, picked, I I swapped it out. I, you picked Aggies finished first? Yes. Okay, okay that's, that's interesting. I do know, and this made my day, that the Longhorns will pick fifth. Is that right? Yep. Behind Baylor and Tech. That just makes it warms my heart. <laughs> we should get a lot of response. And, and, so, and for everyone who's listening and will continue to listen, the, the more we do these, the more you realize I don't like Texas. I respect Texas a great deal. I respect everything they've accomplished. We all do. Because that is the, just like uh, President Couture said. They carry the brand for the state. Exactly. And my parents went to Texas. So you know, I have, my best friend went to Texas. You know, all these things. My parents are swags. You know, I have friends. Who Longhorns, etc., etc., and I, I give them, I give them grief. They give me grief because I went to U of H and I'm a proud U of H Cougar graduate. But I, I don't like Texas, so to see them not pick first is a good thing. Anyhow, back to uh, the press releases and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I got my little dig in. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Uh, probably so. Okay. I'll get to it in a minute. Okay. Uh, Offensive of player of the year, Justin Blackman, Oklahoma State, wide receiver. Uh, he's a junior. And defense player of the year, Travis Lewis, linebacker, 6'2 from San Antonio. He is a uh, lot more mature this year. He talked about taking responsibility and then the uh, upperclassmen taking control of this team and not allowing what happened last year to happen again. Uh, they've got intentions now. They understand where they are and what it means now to get things done on a daily basis. You know, it's not, it, it can't be about talking anymore. And I respect that because this young man last year, he was loving the camera. This year he was more serious about it. It was a lot more for the uh, responsibility tone in his voice which told me that Oklahoma's headed in the right direction um, it's always good to hear uh, Coach Stoops talk about uh, his team and all he doesn't have to do a whole lot he, he lads, you know he's a lot more comfortable in his, in his situation but he understands when they put the balls out on the field guys getting uniforms and pass it's time to go and make some sweat but I, I gotta ask you why do you pick the Aggies to finish first over Oklahoma's pick I believe a lot of polls number one in in the country preseason which means it's good for discussion but other than that, that and, 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 like, and that's what it boils down to uh, the only reason I'm doing this I, I picked A&M is because of experience at the quarterback experience on defense uh, experience on offense at the key positions they were able to change in the middle of the stream last season they picked up some games that they didn't 
folks didn't think they, they would have. I mean, because you and I went to that when you all, you and I went out there for the uh, basketball day. Uh, they were having it was uh, what a Monday I think it was, and they were also having football. And had just come off of a loss to Kansas, right? And folks were beating them up that day. That was the last loss that I think they had. I, I think so, yeah. And they, they, they lost in a row, I think. Yeah. And Co- Coach Sherman was getting a beat down that day, and it was not pretty. And he made a decision to make changes in the middle of the stream, and most coaches won't do that. Not in the guy that they believe in, which is what he he believed in, Jared Johnson. Okay, now you picked because Landy Jones is still a quarterback in Oklahoma, right? Right. Okay, yeah, he's a he's a talented young man. Oh, yeah. All right. So you you voted Longhorn after Baylor. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I found the poll. Uh, Oklahoma one, Aggies two, edging out Oklahoma State, Missouri four, Texas five, Baylor six, Texas Tech seven. So you had the Lions after Texas Tech, and you're all there. Yeah. Wow, so that's not like you don't like Lions either. Well, and then Kansas State eight, Iowa State nine, Kansas ten. It boiled down to two things. One, and I mentioned this the other week. Last year, a year ago, when we went to Dallas. Uh, the guys all he had the guys all showed up, and they uh, didn't uh, didn't look like they were grown. They were they were ready to take on the task of moving forward. You know, after Cope McCoy, and for whatever reason, the question. Well, I'm not. The conversation between Coach Brown and his guys was different than any I had ever watched over the last uh, four to five years, and it was just different. They didn't come in with a, a look or an attitude that, yeah, we're Texas, but we come in. This is business. You know, we we don't have, have a whole lot to say. We got a whole lot to do. Well, two years in a row, it's been we got a lot to say, and they had showed me they got a lot to do. Oh, that's that's fine. You know, because when you come in and make a statement, uh, yes, we're Texas, and we understand we gotta we gotta earn respect, but still, we're Texas, fellas. You got work to do. All right. That's enough on the Longhorn. That's not going to turn this into a, Beat down. a Longhorn Beat down. podcast. I'm going to switch shift gears to comment to say okay. where nah. my Houston Cougars were picked to win uh, the Western Division. And Case Keenum was to have uh, preseason player of the year, correct? Yes. Um, Case was uh, 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 picked for offensive player of the year. Vinny Carrier Marshall, defensive player of the year. Folks, you got to see this guy at work. He can. He's got a motor. What position does he play? Yeah, it's a uh, linebacker, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, the other kid, uh, which is everybody's heard from on a regular basis, Demaris Johnson out of Tulsa, special teams. Now I see that UCF uh, was picked. We got more first place okay. votes than uh, UH. They are loaded. They are loaded. They will uh, contend for the East on a regular basis, based because uh, Coach O'Leary has a has found um, the magic to offset Florida, Florida State, and Miami. You know, they, they've. I will admit, having been on campus, it's beautiful. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. And the walk from uh, through the village down to the stadium uh, across campus is oh, it's just oh so nice on Saturdays. Okay, now, now back, back, back up, back up. You said you put UCF in the same breath as Florida State, Florida, and Miami. He, because those players that he's getting are guys that could have gone there, but for whatever reason didn't get recruited there. And he's built in, built up a mentality that don't worry about that. Are you are you saying that a conference USA school? Yes. Can run with the big dogs now? Is that what you're saying? Well, let's see now here. Coach Sumlin made a statement, uh, and you can find this on uh, footballscoop.com, that the U of H has reached a point that they shouldn't be, that they should not be in a position of having to deal with a two-for-one contracts, which means that you spend two games right. on somebody else's field, and they only spend one on yours. Right. He okay. feels like it should uh, it should be an even playing field, you know, one for one. Which I'm asking you as a that, that sounds good. Now this record. is what they've done over the last three years. And I'm saying this. And, and you don't talk records, or you just talk attendance. Well, both, both, both. First with the record, eight and five first year, uh, ten and four. Let's see, eight and five and a bowl win mm-hmm. first year. Right. Ten and four mm-hmm. and five and seven with five quarterbacks. Right. All right, now. Talking quarterbacks, yeah. All right, now. Attendance. Mm-hmm. That has been a source of contention from here to whenever. No doubt. And, and football, basketball, most of it's not all of you, but athletics. And we not, folks can talk about, you know, U of H being a community school. Texas Southern being a community school, Rice being, you know, on campus. But at the end of the day, you got to find a way to get some fans in the store. We need, we need to support. Well, first things first, Cougars need to support Cougars. Because if the Cougars don't support the Cougars, then it's tough for the school and athletic department to go out and ask the city and the surrounding neighborhood and everybody else to support the Cougars. So that's one thing we need to do as U of H alums and students. So we need to support the Cougars. This should be a promising year. Cases back, offense be high powered. Defense is supposed to be improved. Second year in the 3 4, I'm on the Brian Stewart, and that's continuity, is what we're supposed to be looking for. Um, the one, do you agree with the club summer? I agree that they shouldn't be doing. You know, they should be at a point now where they shouldn't be, uh, should not be doing a two for one. With, give me an example, like A and M. Now that's different. So what? What level? Well, well, no, I take that back. Saying that, uh, I take that back. You should be able to get a get a series with them, like Rice has with UT. So you said is a UCLA deal one for one to do? No, it's a, it's a two for one. They go back after this year. They go back again. They go back to LA next year. Okay. Now, my only reason for using a two for one would be under these. Um, umbrellas. One, you're looking to get pick up a check. Two, you're looking to recruit. Out of those two, you got no reason to be doing a two for one. Okay. What you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. Uh, the heat. Oh no. Let me get, let me get the whack out of the way, and then uh, we'll talk about the heat. Uh, the whack also was this week. Hawaii has been picked uh, to win uh, Fresno second. 
uh, Boise State now has moved over. They are now in 18 league, and uh, the other two schools will be moving into the WAC on next season. And who are the other two schools? That will be UTSA and Texas State. And that's football? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Hawaii got, in the coaches' poll, got five first place votes, and in the media poll, got 18. Interesting because they also have the player of the year and quarterback Brian Monks. Uh, Utah State's uh, Bobby Wagner was pegged as the uh, defense player of the year. How did you vote? I voted. I know you, you got to vote. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much voted for uh, for Hawaii and Fresno as the top two teams in the that, in that conference right now. Everybody else is pretty much going to have to show me. Uh, as far as the uh, player of the year, I did pick mine basically because for whatever reason, Hawaii has, because of the system that they run, they have a way that 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 offensive firepower is pretty much whatever guy understands it a lot quicker. That's why I picked them over Fresno because that's only the second two schools, you know, on the second school and on the conference that that gives a damn and all about about football. Where was Nevada in the poll? Uh, they were in what third or fourth? Because I mean they they have been good recently. Yeah, but you, you, they had a lot of seniors on that squad. Okay. Too. okay. All right. What else? Um, once again, folks, I'm we're flowing. We're probably going longer than usual, but uh, this is KT and the Fifth Wildcat. I believe this is podcast number six, and as you can tell, we are talking about more than basketball today. So you know, we can do more than basketball. You know, uh, Fifth Wildcat is is a college sports reporter, so he's well versed in football, volleyball, baseball, basketball. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what, that's what I'm fixing to, to, on the local schools getting ready to start because folks college sports starts this week this week and you're talking about what sport soccer soccer right. is the first sport out uh, HBU has an exhibition game at uh, Rice on Saturday on Saturday on Friday eight, uh, at 7 o'clock women's, women's soccer women's soccer okay. uh, the only two men division one soccer programs in the state SMU and HBU will be playing an exhibition uh, on the 17th at SMU really there are only two men's soccer programs in this big old state of Texas really <laughs> wow <laughs> I know that's, that's, I didn't know that. that okay do you and I both know there are quite a few club programs in this area that has kids all over the place I, I didn't know that. Because the only other sharing that. That's, that's good to know. The only other men's program is at St. Thomas University, uh, which is NAI. Right. And isn't I don't mean to turn the spot here, but uh, HBU is going to a, a new conference, right? No. It's, uh, who is it? Who is the it? men are joining. I mean, that's what I mean. The soccer yeah, team is going to a new. The men's soccer team is joining the Mountain postseason, which is a qualifying tournament for the NC2A. Right. Instead of going to the conference tournament, they will go to a um, sort of like uh, the independent uh, okay. uh, uh, athletic association type deal uh, that that, that uh, qualifies them for NC2A uh, postseason play. I mean, because I, I didn't that's in twelve thirty. That's in oh uh, twelve. So that starts next year. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, the conference champion uh, in women's volleyball, I mean, women's soccer. Non-Pacific sports. Yeah. I see it. Okay. Yeah. And there's quite a few teams that are 
outside of the, you know, outside of that conferences, different conferences that are, have pulled together to make this happen. Because yeah. I'm on HBU's all sports list, so I got that now. Find that interesting, and, and I'm, I'm pulling up here um, the Mountain Watts. You've got two division yes. conference. Wow, um, Mountain Pacific Sports Federation features two divisions: winners of postseason tournament and automatic bid to Division One NCAA Division One tournament. And the Mountain Division, which HBU is part of, features New Mexico, Air Force, and Denver. Pacific Division will include Seattle, San Jose State, Cal State, Bakersfield, and UNLV. Boy, that's, a lot, that's a lot of travel right there, boy. Yep. Boy. Okay. I'd like to HBU on that. Hey, you, you got an athletic director that has a vision. And he does. And, who, and his name is, sir? Steve Bariachi. And you know him from where, sir? Uh, he used to be the senior associate athletic director at Rice University. And, and Steve is a, is a good man, and he doesn't have a vision, but it, he's getting a lot of support from his, the president. He's president of yes. the president, yeah. uh, Robert Sloan. So yes. That's, yeah. You know, it starts at the top, as you and I both know. Successful athletic programs start at the top. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, the other programs that are getting ready to get there, they're going to be uh, late starting, uh, which will be on the 26th. Uh, Texas Southern's women's soccer program has a home exhibition uh, against North Texas on the 26th at Durley Field. Uh, yes, they have a women's soccer program, and it's pretty good. It, it should be better this year. Uh, the coaches and that's going in on the second year. Uh, women's volleyball has a uh, tournament scheduled at Lamar University, 26th and 27th, and their first opponent is HBU. Be interesting two-day tournament. And I think uh, the college stuff, that's pretty much it what I have because the only other discussion I have is asking is about the uh, heat, the practice. As in the heat humidity or the Miami heat? No, the heat humidity. It's hot. It's hot. Well, we can have plenty of fluids. Uh, because folks, coaches now, programs um, out where I'm at are now scheduling 6 o'clock a.m. Uh, practices and trying to get done by no later than nine uh, nine thirty uh, because the sun once the sun comes up it's, it's getting out on the field. Uh, some of these fields are drying out, uh, have dried out. Uh, then HISD and the suburban uh, side fair and Katie, those programs are pretty much uh, early morning practices. Also, uh, band practices are now being scheduled in the evenings. Uh, basically because of the heat and, and they're sharing fields it's, a, it's because of, uh, they can't work on the, on, right. the, uh, on the parking lots anymore because of the asphalt you know he's up and they're, they're having issues no doubt and uh, I believe Friday or Saturday I want to say North Carolina a 14 year old football player passed away uh, I don't know if it's at the end of practice or, or what I remember seeing that headline so well this, this, uh, this morning um, it was a, a mentioned that uh, announced rather I think I heard it earlier this morning had a coach here in Texas uh, uh, passed out uh, uh, in the heat and in, in practice uh, this week because folks let me tell you it doesn't take long once that sun gets up it sure doesn't and take it from somebody who has no AC in his car uh, it's hot it's hot outside yeah. uh, 
but you know so you just need to drink plenty of fluids take care of yourself and uh, listen to your body you know yeah. the earliest morning sign start up you need to get out of the heat you yeah. drink fluids and um, just make sure you take care of yourself and take care of somebody else who who you may wonder about you know who may not have uh, no water may not have AC check on them check on your neighbor check on people who you, you may not know because I know my neighborhood I've had probably especially during every summer the ambulance comes for a neighbor where he, you know, start from heat stress mm-hmm. heat exhaustion so it happens you know quite often quite more than you think let's wrap up the, uh, the podcast sir. tell everybody who you are and where they can find you I am Fifth Wildcat you can find I am part of the uh, King Arthur production crew you can find me online at Imprint Imprint a king size view at the Fiesta stores here in the area and other outlets and you can also find me online at two spots www.kingsizeview.com and blog a k s v v c s r dot blogspot dot com and I am KG of the Houston Round Bar Review website is HoustonRoundBarReview.com I'm on uh, Facebook as well Houston Round Bar Review Facebook fan page I'm on Twitter the uh, handle is at T-H-E-H-R Review and your Twitter handle is A-K-S-V V-C-S-R and in closing to wrap it up I hope you enjoyed the podcast we talked about a lot of different topics except one that we're never going to talk about on here I'm making a promise to you the listeners and the Wildcat we will not talk politics during these podcasts we may talk about sports entertainment health you know you talk about the heat exhaustion stuff like that. we are not going to talk politics on, on any of these podcasts I refuse to get into all that, that stuff so in conclusion <laughs> to wrap it up as I say be true be cool and do more